And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. And before we get started, let me remind you, if you like what you're listening to, hit like, hit subscribe, and hit share. And tell your friends about the Pac-Man Podcast. Well, I mean, already we have trouble. We're having all these reports of voting irregularities around the country, specifically in Arizona. There is a lawsuit already in the state of Arizona. Republicans Carrie Lake, she's running for governor, and Blake Masters running for the Senate, have filed a lawsuit against Maricopa County. Surprise, surprise. And so much, there's anecdotal evidence of shenanigans going on there, but I'll we'll get into that in a minute. Their lawsuit alleges that at least 36% of all voting centers across Maricopa County have been afflicted with pervasive and systemic malfunctions of ballot tabulation devices and printers, which has burdened voters with these long delays and long lines. And a number of individuals presenting to vote at some or all of these locations were unlawfully induced by poll workers to discard their ballots or otherwise forfeit their opportunity to cast a legally sufficient vote. What the poll workers did allegedly is unlawful. That's what the lawsuit is claiming. Republicans' suit also alleges that when voters encountered the issues, certain voters whose ballots could not be read by the tabulation device were erroneously informed by poll workers that they could spoil their ballot, present at a different voting location later, and cast a, a valid regular ballot. Can't do that. Unconstitutional. So uh, good for Carrie Lake. She is not going to be denied. She's not going to be cheated out of this election. She was leading in most of the polls by a couple of points. And it's it's clear that Democrats, liberals specifically, cannot win an election on their own merit. They have to cheat. They cheated in 2020. They're trying to cheat again. But this time, we're going to call them on it. People need to have faith in the, in the system. We believe in free and fair elections here in America. And what's going on in Arizona, I mean, it's going on around the country. And they're seeking, I guess, part of the lawsuit says they want to keep the uh, voting hours extended until 10 p.m. By the time you're hearing this, it's you know going to be the next day. But all, the, all these uh, issues in Arizona, I, my daughter was telling me she heard that one woman was in line with like 12 ballots. How do you get 12 ballots, one ballot per person? All this early voting, I don't like it. Most of the early voting, the Democrats do the early voting. Republicans and conservatives, we vote on election day. What's wrong with voting on election day and getting the results later that night or by the next morning at the latest? Now they're saying it could be days or weeks before we find out the results of some of these elections. Definitely Carrie Lake. They're after her. The left is afraid of her because she's a heavy hitter. She's the real deal. She's a female Donald Trump, Carrie Lake. And as I, I mentioned this before, one of my earlier podcasts, I mean, she was talking to Donald Trump after uh, CPAC a couple of months back. And she said, Mr. President, I'm getting I'm getting just destroyed by the media. And he said, Carrie, don't don't lose hope. She says, Mr. President, I'm getting the Trump treatment. And he said, that's fine. That means you're, you're, you're getting over the target. You're you're over the target when they come at you hard. And they're coming at her hard. Other big races in uh, Georgia. The heavy hitters were out against Herschel Walker. They had Obama. They had uh, Joe Biden. I don't know if you can call him a heavy hitter. But they had Obama last week saying that uh, you don't want want somebody like Herschel Walker, who's a fine tailback, great running back for, for Georgia. 
but you don't want him as your senator. Well, who doesn't want him? We're going to find out tonight whether or not Georgians want Herschel Walker as their senator. They don't need Obama to tell them for whom to vote. They fear Herschel Walker, too, and it's not about race. Walker is black. Uh, Raphael Warnock is black. It's about ideology. It's about the Constitution. You see, Walker is pro-Constitution. He's pro-life. He's pro-Second Amendment. And that scares liberals. So they try to make it about, oh, he, doesn't, he lacks the qualifications. Who's Warnock? Raphael Warnock, a so-called reverend. What experience does he have? Who ever heard of Raphael Warnock? Who ever heard of Obama? He served a couple of terms as a state senator in Illinois, then part of a federal term as senator, and then next thing you know, he's president. And he's going around the country, or Georgia specifically, saying, uh, well, Herschel Walker's not qualified. Herschel Walker is more than qualified. And he got off a couple of real zingers uh, during that debate last week against Warnock. He said, you know, here's a, here's a reverend who's pro-abortion. He said, of aborting these babies, you ought to be baptizing them. That was the, that was the line of the evening. But anyway, those are two of the high-profile races. Georgia, Senate race in Georgia, the, the governor's race, no numbers yet. Uh, it'll be decided, hopefully, by the time you hear this. But who's to say? Uh, Brian Kemp is running for governor. He's, he's the incumbent Republican. And Stacey Abrams making uh, another attempt to unseat Kemp. In Ohio, I have not seen any numbers regarding the race between J.D. Vance, uh, Republican, conservative. He is a venture capitalist. He's up against the incumbent Senator uh, Ryan. I can't think of his first name, but he's the Democrat in the race. And I think Vance was up by a couple of percentage points at last at last count. But all politics is local. Now, we told you about some of the issues going on in, in Arizona. I've had trouble voting myself this morning in our little polling station here in our town in upstate New York, town of Cambridge. I went to the uh, town hall to vote and I was my ballot was rejected three times. The uh, machine spat it out, said there was an error. Three times I, you know, I refed it, and the, the polar, uh, poll worker said, well, you know, just slip it in. If you want to, you can keep trying it until it, it takes, or you can slip it in the uh, slot. So I just I put it in the slot because there are people behind me. And my daughter, she got rejected once. She turned it over. I should have maybe turned it over. I, I had it face up. But she turned it over, and it got accepted on the second time for her, but my father-in-law was rejected three times. So he had to drop his ballot in the slot as well. So, I mean, there, there are all kinds of issues around the country. Hopefully, we don't see a repeat of what happened on January 6th, because I think that's that really is what irked thousands of, of Trump supporters. They were They believed, either rightly or wrongly, that their votes were not counted. And you don't want that, because trouble can happen when that when people think that their votes don't count. We don't want that. We want a peaceful uh, transition of power in some cases, hopefully in many cases. We heard so much talk about a red wave, and I think it's going to happen here. It may extend up into to New York, hopefully. I mean, I have not any uh, numbers yet on the governor's race. Democrat Kathy Hochul is the incumbent, and Lee Zeldin has closed the gap in recent days, and I think it's a toss-up. And I think Zeldin is going to pull off one of the major upsets across the country. Because it's a very democratic state, as you know, New York, and even upstate New York is becoming more democratic. But uh, people are so ticked off. This has been building for two years since Trump left, since Trump was robbed of his election, his re-election. People are, I want to say, more than ticked. And they showed it tonight. I, I, I voted very early this morning 
but I was getting my daughter she, uh, from college when she was when she was done. I went down to pick her up, and I came back. There are people. There are lines out into the streets in tiny Cambridge. People. I mean, there's so much enthusiasm and so much excitement. People are jacked for a change. They don't like what's been happening to America over the past two years, and they're going to change it one way or the other. There's going to be change, as Bob Dylan wrote. The times they are a changing, and they're going to be changing. Hopefully uh, in New York as well. Zeldin, Hochul, no numbers. I think Zeldin, yeah, it's some anecdotal uh, evidence. Uh, there was a, a local talk show here hosted by the uh, local NPR affiliate. I didn't hear the show. I don't listen to the local affiliate. My wife does. Some guy called in. He said, I'm a lifelong Democrat. Naturally, it's NPR. And he said, uh, I, I just, I've never voted for a Republican in my life, but I'm going to hold my nose and pull the lever for Lee Zeldin. Silence. The, the, the dais, the, uh, the, the, uh, the hosts were just silent. They're all liberals. But it, it's stories like that. I mean, we hear that. I've heard that for the last two or three weeks. Lifelong Democrats are going to not vote for Kathy Hochul. They can't. How can they? This state is in a terrible situation. Crime is rampant. It Maybe it's the, the Democrats will say, well, it's down slightly from this time a year ago. Look, crime is a problem, especially in New York City. Criminals are getting let out of jail. They're back out on the streets committing the same or worse crimes with these uh, no bail, no cash bail laws and raise the age and all this other stuff. It is, folks, the, the local, uh, the, the, uh, the state of New York is being run by downstate socialists in the Democrat Party. That's just a fact. They're socialists. And their day is coming because we're not going to take it here. We're not going to take criminals getting let out of prison so they can rape and rob and murder people in some cases. It's not going to happen any longer. And, and you know, Zelton's running on that. That's part of his campaign. He's going to get tough on crime. He's going to keep criminals where they belong in prison. People don't feel safe. The economy is not good. People are worried about inflation, the cost of food and, and groceries and gasoline and diesel. Diesel, six, seven bucks a gallon. It's unbelievable. Enough's enough. This administration at the, at the national level, the Biden regime we talk about now, has destroyed the fossil fuel industry. But that was their intent from the get-go. And now they're trying to walk it back. It's not working. Gas is up again. It's over $4 a gallon here upstate, 407 People are just tired of the high prices and the economy lagging and the crime. That's what's bringing them out to the polls. It's not abortion. It's not climate change. It's not Donald Trump. I know Trump's grabbing his own, uh, his own headlines. People are worried about the, the economy, whether they can feed their families, keep a roof over their heads. That's most of what fuels voter turnout, the economy. Okay, Hochul Zeldin uh, in the 21st Congressional District race. Paul Tonko, the incumbent, hopefully not for long. He's uh, facing a stiff challenge from Liz Joy, the Republican, woman he beat two years ago. Let's hope Joy, we need, we need to put some joy in Congress, don't we? As one of, the, uh, one of her signs says. Uh, let's see, Elise Stefanik, I don't think he's going to have any trouble destroying Matt Castelli, whoever he is. Uh, in the Assembly, Scott Bendette is running in the 107th. I think he's unopposed, so he'll be our new representative here in the 107th. In the Senate, Jake Ashby, former assemblyman in the 107th, running for the Senate. His opponent, Andrea Smith. I've seen no numbers on any of these races. Hopefully, you'll know the results of all of them by tomorrow. Hopefully. But don't count on it. 
So we mentioned the Ohio Senate race. Ryan and Vance. I'm trying to. I'm just working off the top of my head here. I've got very uh, a very slow computer. We're having computer issues, so I'm uh, just you know, speaking extemporaneously. The, the lawsuit in Arizona, Carrie Lake and the Blake Masters have already filed a lawsuit in Arizona Supreme Court against Maricopa County, and these these shysters are up. They're up to their old tricks, and, and this time it's not going to work. We're not going to get let this election be stolen. Period. Uh, what else can I tell you about? There's something else. Oh, as long as we're talking about Carrie Lake and uh, her, her getting the Trump treatment, the FBI is investigating what the Lake campaign is calling a terrorist attack against Lake after some white powder was found in two envelopes and threatening messages were placed at her campaign offices in Phoenix. This happened Saturday night. The Daily Mail reports law enforcement spent seven hours at Lake's offices in what her campaign terms, a terrorist attack. Look, they're trying to intimidate Carrie Lake because they fear her. You always go after people you fear the most. That's why Trump is uh, attacked continuously. Impeached twice for no reason, what, no reasons whatsoever. The Russia collusion nonsense. We know that was a hoax. So a source familiar with the campaign told the DailyMail.com that one of uh, Lake's staffers opened up an envelope that had a suspicious white powder in it and had a letter in th- in there with a, a bunch of vulgarities and ranting and raving about Carrie. So uh, they're investigating that. I mean, the left fears Lake and uh, those like her. If you're for the Constitution and if you're a no-nonsense conservative, you know the, you know the scoop, they're going to come after you. So we mentioned that there are going to be some changes across America, certainly in the House and uh, perhaps in the Senate. And in two years, definitely in the White House. And again, I think it was Tip O'Neill who said all politics is local. There are going to be some changes here, too, in the, in the town of Cambridge and in the village of Cambridge on the school board. There will be some big changes, guaranteed, beginning in May. We're going to stop the circle of corruption that's been going on here in our little village and town. At the, in the school board, I should say. The school board will change direction come May. You can count on it because the people, the forces on the left have awakened a sleeping giant. We've been asleep at the switch, myself included. I'm as guilty as anybody. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of content. You do your jobs. You enjoy your wife and your, your children as I do. You come home, you want to see your family. But these other the people on the other side, many of these people don't have kids on the left, frankly. If they do, they have one or two. You never see a liberal with seven or eight kids. And that's their choice. That's fine. But they're always looking to get an angle or to scheme or control. They, they're about controlling other people. And their control is going to come to an end on the school board in May. I guarantee it. You heard it here first. We've got to run. Again, if you like what you heard today, hit like, hit subscribe, and hit share. And tune into the Pac-Man podcast at least once a week. Our shows air Wednesday. And tune into the other fine podcasters we have for you on the BMG Network. We have uh, uh, Adrian Ross with her show that airs Tuesday. My daughter Madeline, Madeline Flint, with her show The Essentials with Maddie Flint. And a new show called The Age Sage. And I forget what, what day that airs. But it's all on the BMG Network. You can check it out. And we write a, a column, one column a week for you. I try to get at least one column a week called The Pack Perspective. Look for it. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon.
The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flitt.